about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 83 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3 blue belt, four stripes. Phil Kors, A2 blue belt, three stripes. We were tied for a week. We were tied for a week. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, moving on. Uh, so, so today, Phil, we're going to talk a little bit about how to get the best out of a seminar, right? It's hard. Yeah. You got to go to them. You got to go to them. That's one. That's the hardest part. Number one thing. Number two, you got to pick a partner. Yeah. It's always so hard, right? To get a partner. It's always hard. So I'm going to give advice that a long time ago, I won't mention names, but a, a very smart professor told me, Jeff, at some points you have to be selfish in your training. Mm-hmm. And he was specifically talking about picking a partner for a seminar. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Like, right? Because whenever we pick partners, you know. Yeah, I usually try to work with you, so you're responsible for remembering what we did. That is true, but you weren't here at this one, so I got to work with Roland even better than you because yeah. he actually remembers stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, he knows the move sometimes. <laughs> he's better. He's <laughs> better at jiu-jitsu than us. <laughs> he'll, he'll actually know what he's supposed to do. So, But there's a differentiation, right? I mean, whenever you're, whenever you're going to a seminar – uh, that is really step one, how to pick, how to pick your partner. And, and again, keeping with that being selfish, I, I went and creeped on, uh, Roland's stood right beside him. But when we lined well, I up. guess there's two different ways to look at seminars too. Like our team seminars, we don't really know what we're going to do, but like if it's a promoted one, you know, and you're going specifically to look at somebody who's known for something and they're teaching what they're known for, I guess that's different. You have a little different mindset going in. Let's talk about that. Let's so let's let's go with that scenario because it's been what? Oh geez, it's been like two over two years since that Gordon Ryan seminar that I went to in Columbia. And you went specifically because you wanted to see his leg locks, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. And he did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. So what did I do before that to prepare? Shaved your legs. I did shave my legs. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I do that whenever I have too much to drink. Yeah. 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 That's true. Just happened the other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did you watch the DVDs first? I didn't watch the Danaher DVDs, but that's we didn't have them. They weren't the, out yet? No, they weren't out yet. But um, what I did do is I did watch uh, a bunch of leg entries from Ryan Hall. I watched, I watched a bunch of entries and practiced them. Mm-hmm. Like that's whenever I was drilling that... Um, that uh, single leg X entry into leg locks, a lot of that, that, and, um, wait, was, was I feel like that was after, because I feel like that when you're talking about going like back and forth on each leg to get the hips up, that drill you were doing that for a long was time. That was from the Dan system, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Was it out before I went to that seminar? I don't remember the time. I don't, I don't, I don't remember think the time it was. Frame. I remember, I think you were watching that, like you had just got it. I think the first time I came here or one of the first times uh, right after your competition, I think. Okay. Okay. And, but you that were, makes sense. Yeah, you that were still make, white belt at that point, right? That makes total sense. Yeah. Cause it I got my blue belt really like quick. right after. So I did the competition at white belt yeah. and I got my blue belt like the next month and it was in between. That you went to the seminar? That I went to that seminar. Yeah, that's right. You're right. And that I think, was when you told Gordon you were the absolute like victor of the uh, white belt 40 plus division. Right? I left out to, white belt. Um, but yeah, I told him everything else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated. Um, <laughs> I did not. Ladies Just so gentlemen, he knew you I guys were on the same nobody page. Nobody cares about your record and competition except you. Um, <laughs> 
that would have been totally hilarious though. Yeah. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good. It was such a great seminar. And, and I did, I remember I did do preparation cause I was like, man, I don't, I, all I knew about leg locks at the time was that I wanted to do them. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about them. I, I'd done a little bit of YouTube study, you know, and, and actually did a private with John before that, um, about leg lock escapes and stuff mm-hmm. early on. Um, was that your way of getting into the leg locks position and stuff? You're like, I just want to escape them. I don't want to do them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was real slick. I'm sure he didn't notice. I'm sure he didn't. Uh, I'm sure he did, ladies and gentlemen. He's a smart man. He knows these types of things. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so defending and, and and you know it does teach you a lot about it. I was and I was watching. I think I did watch um, some of Dean Lister's stuff as well. Um, in doing it, and it was helpful. It was helpful. You know. Yeah, I think I think Dean's is the only one that I went into like knowing beforehand what we were going to do at origin. Yeah. yeah. Like he, that was the only one that it was a specific, you know, kind of thing was going to be covered other than that. Well, and Alexi, you knew you were going to do uh daily Hiva. No, nah, man, I didn't know. You didn't? No. Oh, I did. Yeah. I mean, I put it together throughout the week or whatever, Yeah. but the only thing I knew before we arrived at that camp was that, there's this guy, Dean Lister, and he does leg locks. And that was, I mean, I didn't know any of the other instructors right. before I got there. Jocko. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if he was going to be an instructor though. Did we? He didn't I, really, no, I don't think we Cause knew. he, he didn't really, I don't think he was listed as like an instructor. He was more as somebody who's like, he's like helps teach, you know? Yeah. Well, he did do breakout sessions too. I liked his sessions. That's too. true. Yeah, he did. I liked, I mean, I, they were easy and I mean fundamental and informative you know Mm -hmm. stuff that I still use um so I think that's the only one I've ever gone to knowing beforehand was going to get covered so I guess that wasn't the best point I made there about knowing beforehand because it would take somebody like that or like like Ryan Hall yeah or like a maybe like a Josh Hanger or something who's known for a very specific thing Mm -hmm. yeah what do you, th- and do you think Marcelo, whenever he does his uh, seminars? Does he do seminars? I'm sure he does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. But getting back to the point here, that being how to get the most out of your seminar. Um, And it, there's two different things, right? Uh, and so... Like Gordon Ryan, whenever I went down there, I was, I was the only one that I knew. And there was like 250 people at that seminar. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know anybody. And so I just kind of, uh, met somebody Isn't that shocking, right? Met and talked to somebody before we started and we're warming up and I was like, Hey, you want to pair up? And he was about my size and, uh, he was a blue belt and, um, and so he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, but in seminars where you, you, you know, you, you know, who's going to be there and you've got someone like, like it was great because at origin, you and I were partners the whole time, which mm-hmm. is what I prefer because we both could talk about it. We can talk about it on here. We can compare our notes um, and do that stuff. And, and I would recommend too, if you, even if you are at a seminar and, you work with someone, get their contact information so that you can share your notes with them and maybe they'll share their notes with you so that if you miss something, you can kind of fill in the gaps. You know? When was the last time you took notes? This past week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't sent the notes to Roland yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to polish them up a little bit more. Off in the seminar. Okay. Yeah. Outside of a seminar, when's the last time you took notes? I edited something about a month ago on yeah. um, on one of the techniques that I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally now I just edit because I've got all uh, of the fundamental techniques that we go through. I've got all of them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, another top tip, folks: get a, a nice app if that's the way you learn. Uh, my BJJ notes. 
Um, Phil, I think you take it down in your notebook and never read it again, mm-hmm. usually, which is good because the act of actually writing it down kind of builds those grooves in your brain, the neural pathways and such. I haven't been doing it lately, but then yeah. I was then I was pissed because I didn't write stuff down that I wanted to go back and see. Like where? When? The Brent private with Brent. Oh, yeah. I didn't write that down. I went back. And I should have written that stuff down yeah, too. I should have because it was. And I, I don't know what happened because like I was sure I did, you know, because mm-hmm. I told you like three or four times. I was like, oh, I forgot to go look at my notes. I didn't. I didn't write them down. It's hard to look at them when you don't write them down. Yeah, they're gone forever. Now he's probably not going to tell us again. No, no, he's like, <laughs> sorry guys, you guys had your chance. You screwed that one up. Brent, don't do that to us. Uh, just do all those moves on us whenever you roll with us, and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I know, I know he does. Um, um, but you know, another thing is what what is your measure of what is your measure of success in what you want to get out of a seminar, Phil? Personally, what's your measure of success with the seminar and learning? That's a really weird question because I don't think I'll you go can, first. Yeah, I don't. I'll go first. My measure of success in a seminar is if I can a implement it immediately after, because uh, usually seminars afterwards you roll, right? Mm-hmm. You roll, hang out, work with other people. Um, afterwards, if I can incorporate at least one of the things that was in the seminar in my roles, which means then I can incorporate that into my game. So if I get at least one thing out of the seminar that I can incorporate into my game, I think I feel like for me, that's a successful seminar. Yeah. But I mean, I like having that metric of at least one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so it kind of, it drives urgency in my own head to kind of figure out where, where to implement it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think there's so many things that we've done that will drill. Like it's not, I think I, I do a decent job of drilling enough times during seminars and classes, but I would say it's pretty rare. I ever implement it right away. It's really, yeah, I would say it always, I'll always see it much later and I'll go back to, yeah, I remember learning this. See, I feel like every Steve Hall seminar, it's something that like, it's something that's fundamental that you, that you just, or I, that I personally am always missing, Mm -hmm. you know, and can implement. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's not something I'm missing. I think I just... I just do it. You like uh, to ignore more, stuff for six months. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, come I put back it on the, to it. I put it on the back burner for a while. And <laughs> I come back and I'm like, yeah. Put it warm up to the uh, yeah, concept. Yeah. I like it. I have this other stuff I'm trying to figure out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just the way it seems to go. I mean, that, I think that's a good idea to practice. I was trying to do that with that like weird half guard stuff the other day. Mm-hmm. I like the. The sweeps. Bridge into them kind of yeah. hard kind of deal. I was, I was working on that a little bit afterwards. But it's not something I see. I don't see the opportunity to do that yet. Okay. So whenever I do, that'll come back to I remember learning that. And then the next time in class, usually. You like to take your time with implementation. I I get it. I'm more just jump in there and screw it up. Yeah. Well, I don't see the opportunities at the right time. If I like, yeah, that, that probably doesn't work. But then come back to it because it really does work. I just do it wrong. Yeah, I think I, I feel like once I do see it, I remember it really well, because then it's obvious to me, but I, I don't always, I take a long time to find it that first time. Yeah. It's even like the cross choke that I've been playing with off of the knee cut. That's the same exact one that we were drilling from the um, Lucas Lepre DVDs. Yeah. But it took like six months of or more playing with a knee cut, you know? And then all of a sudden one day I'd do it and I was like, just made that up. You did. You know? Yeah. And then I think about it and I was like, no, we drilled that. Yeah. It just takes a long time for it to finally come through. You think it's just because you have to make those connections in your head? Like, like you've got, like before you can't, you couldn't fathom really completing a knee cut. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, really. Yeah, I think as stupid as it sounds, got to be my idea. Sure. Like, no, I know. It's duh. It's the way it goes. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is absolutely correct because this happens every yeah every month, maybe two months. Where it's yeah. his idea. Yeah, got to be my idea. And then once I once I get there myself, we're all we're all good. We can go. But I don't know. It's it's definitely a frustrating way to learn. I feel like I don't try to do it. I do it with you a little bit because I know it makes you mad. I'll just dismiss everything you a say. A little bit. Yeah, I do it. A, I mean, on purpose. All the time. I mean, I do it a little bit on purpose. <laughs> oh, you do it a lot, yeah. but only a little yes. bit of that is on right. purpose. Correct. Okay, I got yeah, you. There we go. That's fair enough. But I don't try to. I don't try to ignore everybody. But yeah, I have a hard time if I don't. Unless it's something that's like being done to me. That's usually what I'm most interested in figuring out. Yeah. Like if you do something to me and it sucks, that's what I want to learn how to do. Yeah. That And then I, I feel like that's usually where my focus kind of goes. No, I think, yeah, I think. All this to say, like if I do... If we did a seminar on something that was very important to me at the time, it would be much easier for me to try to implement right away and try it. That makes sense. Makes total sense. Um, anything else on, let's say, seminar, how to get the most out of the seminar? I think just to getting as many reps in as possible because even though I always go into them and no, I'm not going to use the move. It's still, I'm going to use something from it, whether I know it or not, you know, and then you're gonna, yeah, even if you don't, if you do it a bunch of times and then in two years you see it again and then you're, you want to do it. It's going to be a lot easier if you've done a bunch of reps in the past. Ding, 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 ding. Winner. So that's the number one thing that you can do. I believe at a seminar to get the most out of it is to not talk around, not talk, not to, not to analyze is to a do as many reps as you can and B give as honest a feedback as you can with your partner on Mm -hmm. what they're doing and C listen to that feedback that your partner gives you. Mm hmm. Right. So those are three really, really important things. And some would say that doesn't just apply to a seminar that just, that applies to a fundamentals class that applies to, a, a you know, an advanced class, whatever your advanced curriculum class is at your, um, at your school or your academy, uh, to just get those reps in. You know, if, if you have a question, first of all, the, professor's going to be around and guess what? They're probably going to answer it and tell you whenever they see you screwing it up anyway, mm-hmm. you know? Agreed. Okay. You don't seem enthused about this, Phil. What do you mean? All right, I'm just, I'm just checking. Just eh. checking. Coffee. I, I didn't even ask about your coffee intake today. It's, it's Okay. <laughs> Eight cups. Yeah, it's a, Eight it's cups a, between one and three. It's been, the, <laughs> it's been the normal amount. Normal amount. Yeah. Um. So so moving on to our next topic. Um, you know, sometimes the listeners get on us. And, you know, we'll say we're so bad at jujitsu because we are really bad at jujitsu mm-hmm. in the overall grand, grand scheme of things, right? But what I would say is um, we are good blue belts, mm-hmm. you know, and and there's a big difference between being good at jujitsu and being a good being good for whatever belt level you're at. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, whenever you talk about that, you know, you you've got responsibilities that you kind of grow into as you as you go from one belt to the next or one stripe to the next or however, however it is that you're, you're, you're measured on your progress, you know, um, whatever it is. And so, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that as you go through the ranks, like whenever you're, 
your white belt? What would you see as some of the things that make you a good white belt? Nah, I don't know. It's the same for it. My answer is going to be the same for everything. Is you showing think? up? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you up. say like good blue belt, I mean that's so. That's such a like wide open thing. I I feel. Okay, so let's like, start there. As then. far as things Since I can I've control, like I've done everything in my power since I learned what jujitsu is, signed up to try it. I don't think there's too much more I could have done between then and now to improve at jujitsu. Like I feel like I've done maybe not every single thing I could do, but sure. pretty close to everything under my power control to practice and try to learn and get better. So that's why you're a good blue belt. I think as long as other people are doing that and everybody's got a different situation. So like, I don't have like four kids to be responsible for. So I have a lot more freer time to do this stuff. But if you're doing what you can, you are going to improve. If you just keep going, that would be my, that would be my judge for all of them. Cause then it still doesn't matter. Like whatever's going to happen when I grab you or you grab me is going to happen and it's not going to matter what we're wearing. Mm, yeah, exactly. And, and I wasn't talking about technical proficiency. I don't, you know, I don't, that doesn't really even factor into the equation. I don't, I don't think much. I mean, I guess it does. You can't be, you know, are you talking about the guy's post that I saw you liked? Which one? About how your life changes outside of jujitsu. Oh, I did like that post. I, I saw it. It mentioned you. Yeah. Is this what brought this up? Yeah, kinda. Okay. Yeah, I think it. Kinda, I think I'm on the same page as you now. I think it, it kind of did. And and wh- what I mean again, not technical proficiency, not saying our jujitsu is good because it's not right now. I mean, we're we're on the second step of uh, of a st- of a step ladder that goes an infinite amount of steps. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's where we're at. And so technically that's not a big deal. We're doing what we can there, but you know, growing into our role is like, I think one of the things is like trying not to give bad advice. That's what I try to do is not give bad advice. I still do sometimes. Yeah. But trying not to give bad advice when people ask you. When's the last time you gave somebody bad advice? Probably yesterday. I mean, I don't know. Can you remember? Can you, do you remember telling somebody something and now you're kind of like looking back like, yeah, I said what I said. It's but. been a while, like, <laughs> since it's been like, oh, that was egregious. Like, that was really <laughs> terrible. But yeah, you know, yeah, no, you want to have your head down whenever you shoot in. Um, <laughs> that's your advice. Um, but no, I can't remember, like, when it's been really, like, yeah, egregious and not not at all correct. <laughs> you know, it's, usually there's some component of correctness to it, mm-hmm. even though my understanding is probably lacking in a lot of, in a lot of areas, but you know, try not to give bad advice and, uh, and also doing what you can. Like, I mean, you were, you kind of alluded to it, but you know, we, we help whenever we can, whenever our, our work or whatever doesn't interfere, try to help with the, the kids classes, you know, cause mm-hmm. a, it's great for our jujitsu and B it helps our Academy, which is, ultimately very important to to be a member of that team and contribute to that team you know um and not detract not always take but give sometimes um and that with uh with i think one of the other traits too of a good blue belt is to whenever they're rolling with someone who's probably not of the same technical proficiency that they are um, to, to give opportunities, you know, for them to feel good, you know, for them to, to, to accomplish moves, just like the people who are better than us do with us all Mm -hmm. the time. Right. So I think that's a big component of being a good, whatever belt blue belt, uh, you know, letting the white belts work and, get a pass and see what it feels like to have success in that manner. Mm-hmm. 
and then snap it back from them. Take it. Yeah. I've seen people like on the ask for advice when they, it's like they didn't do anything wrong necessarily, but like it was just going down a path. I wanted them to go down. Yeah. And then it's like not anything was wrong. It's just, that's what happened. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I don't know what to say in those situations. Just your expert setups. You'd be like, uh, that was my expert setup. That's in this deep understanding of this technique. Yeah. <laughs> or like if they're like trying to do a choke or something and then they give up on it and it's like, I don't know. You just let go. Like it was okay. Yeah. You know, I'm guilty of that. I mean, I'm guilty. I, I do that same thing whenever some not. Do you let go of a choke? Uh, I never do that. I, <laughs> that's so, <laughs> to a fault. You're right about that. Yeah. I mean, especially, yeah. I guess that's, that's maybe a training scar of mine is that, that if, if I don't feel like, cause I don't ever want to be, uh, you know, someone who's cranking the neck and doing that stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I'll give it a good 15 seconds, maybe, maybe 10 to give it effort. And then after that, it's like, nah, I'm, I'm just going to let it go, go. And there'll be times, you know, like, like Dan, he was like, why'd you let go of that? That was, mm-hmm. it was a really good choke. I'm like, yeah, oh, well, okay good good to know but i i feel like the benefit of me being a courteous training partner maybe outweighs that of getting a submission on something that i don't really care i'm training it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they submit me or i submit them it you know we're just there trying to get better i had a clock choker right across somebody's like jaw and face the other night and i just had to let it go i i tried for like <laughs> did two, I, I did it for like two seconds i was like nah this is just right across his face <laughs> it's like, like, like this isn't this isn't the move <laughs> so it's like i gotta not gonna do that so, yeah uh. <laughs> no it's just a question that it's been asked a few times and i don't know i when it, when I don't it, always have it's advice. It's hard to provide that feedback sometimes, right? Because it's like there you didn't do anything like egregious. It's like you don't want to do that. It was just what happens. And I don't know. It, I would ask you this. Like, is there one thing that like, like a lot of times it's, it's a, uh, when it, whenever somebody asks me that, it's like, you can't let me make that grip, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes it's not. Yeah can't think of any like specific situation like there's not what i'm thinking of that reminded me of it it's just with what you're talking about that's reminding me of that question kind of mm-hmm. yeah um uh, and, and i've said it, i've said it before on here and i'll probably say it a hundred times more because I, I absolutely love the advice given by rafael lovato senior and that is that he said um you train 50% for yourself and you train 50% for your training partner. And I think you have to going all throughout the, your campaign and, and jujitsu, I think that you have to remember those things, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and guess what? You also have to remember that good advice that I, that I got from someone saying, sometimes you have to be selfish with your training and sometimes you have to smash, you know, sometimes, but not all the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, probably not even just some of the time, not most of the time, but just some of the time you can do that, but you have to do that to know how to do it. Yeah. I was practicing that smash stuff for a while at the beginning of the year. Now I don't like to do it as much because I feel too stuck. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Half guard smash pass? What are you doing? Just like putting shoulder pressure on like a deep shoulder pressure, either in half guard or, or side you control. You always do that to me. What are you talking about? That's because I don't like you. I know. But I'm too, now, well, and it's because you're better and that's me holding on too much. If I'm, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm not committing to this one thing. I'm moving a little bit and the movement is the pressure kind of situation. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't make that saying up. That's what Mr. Ryan says. So yeah, made a lot of sense though. 
I'm, I mean, makes I think people I, work that's really the next hard. thing that I need to really work on. I, I, I mean, I totally agree because you, you see it in like working with Will and stuff. You just see the pressure that he makes in it, every position. And it doesn't matter where he's going. No. And you're working super hard yep. to keep him off you. Yep. And it just goes from knee to knee to side control to mount to back up to the knee to, to the back. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm more confident in the situation, I don't need to feel like I got to lock somebody down with shoulder pressure turning their face away so that they can't throw me off it's that i don't care if you try to throw me off i'm just going to go to the next spot you know that's so that's probably why i do it with you because i don't even realize i'm doing it if you're saying no i don't mind i like it i mean you you give good shoulder pressure when you do that helps me get out of those pinnacles oh i don't i mean i don't care if you don't like it yeah yeah. i was just saying i didn't realize i was doing it (laughs) but no and that's that's uh being not confident in that spot on the top spot with you because sure. you're you get it escaping i try to be mm-hmm. yeah or delaying <laughs> yeah one of the, that's even bad, one better the just delaying yeah. it i just want to delay it as long as i can <laughs> yeah be irritating that's i think that's a good i think that's good advice be irritating if you're if you're defending mm-hmm like that's you know i think about that sometimes too like, like keeping the hands in really close but then what crawls back in my head is like what if he wanted to just hit me you know like what am i actively doing to escape like i don't like the because i would do that a lot where i would just be like i'm waiting for you to do something because i can't get out the play dead defense yes <laughs> i can't get out so i'm waiting for you to make some sort of space here which will work sometimes but in jujitsu yeah. not all the time so sure. yeah, so that thought crossed my mind a little bit. It's like I want to be, like I should, like when you're like I have you mounted or like Ryan or John or something. I have it, the mount, and I'm not comfortable because I know I need to keep moving to keep the mount, or you're gonna get out. I feel like that's the goal I should be working towards on the bottom of the mount for whoever not going to happen, but I'm going to work towards it, you know? So mm-hmm. just laying there waiting for them to do something different isn't, isn't the move. No, it's not. The, it's definitely not the move. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you got to make them feel uncomfortable. I mean, that's, you hit the nail on the head is if you're uncomfortable in the dominant position, mm-hmm. that person's better than you. Right. <laughs> you, yeah. know? you know, I mean, and that's okay. There, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So like with Will or, or with John or somebody, or legs i'll just sit there and watch sometimes like i won't be waiting but i'll be i will be waiting because i'm sitting there watching going all right what are they what are they actually they're pushing me this way so they want me to push back that way what if i go and just turn the way that they're pushing me will that help no that 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 option doesn't really work either because Mm -hmm. they've got this you know so sometimes i'll get in that maybe even a feedback loop in my own head of god i don't know what the hell to do here you know Mm mm-hmm uh, and 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 wait and see and see what grips they're making or or anything of that nature. So that that's a that's uh it's a fun situation to be in though to do that. Well, I mean, it's how you figure the next step out. Yeah, it's like I can I can stay mounted on a lot of people now. Yeah, but there's still a lot of people where I get them out, and I know they're getting out, and it's just a matter of time and. My fight has been, how do I stay on top? And I've noticed when I'm moving more, I'm usually more comfortable. And then it's the movement that helps me stay on top. Because just trying to lock on like a backpack or something is not... There's just going to be people who are going to just push me off. Like, it's it's not the answer. Right. So, and working with people who make me uncomfortable... It's just, it's how you get better. Yep. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, uh, and, and you got to remember too, you know, they're, they're, again, the 50% for you, 50% for your partner. If your partner's way better than you, then it, you need to be thoughtful in your movements in that place because they want you to be. Right. Mm-hmm. They want you to do the best that you can to get out instead of instead of just getting frustrated and and and, you know, giving up a position. Be annoying. 
because they want you to be annoying. They want you to they want you to do your best to try to escape what they're doing or delay what they're doing so that they can see little details that they work on, things that are mind blowing that that John or Will will share with us whenever whenever we're rolling. Like I didn't man, I didn't even think about that. I didn't I didn't think about, you know, lowering my hip and putting my shoulder lower on your your shoulder whenever I'm on your back and side control, basically in order to elicit a back take uh, or whatever else comes up, but not limiting their movement, you know, Mm -hmm. things, things of that nature where, where, you know, what the right move is, is the right move is to get off your side and turn into the person, right? That's the right move, but they're just doing a better job of not allowing that to happen, Mm -hmm. you know? But still to work for it inch by inch to, to where you might possibly be able to do it. Or you get caught in something that, that they're looking for. Either one. Mm-hmm. Or not looking for and you present. It's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I agree. I agree. What was the question? I don't know. I lost I don't track. remember. Lost track. What are we talking about? I'll be in a good blue belt, I think. Yeah, we were. What was your answer? That was the last 20 minutes. That was my answer. That's a long answer. A lot to do. A lot to take into consideration, Phil. Yeah. We try to think about these things so our audience doesn't have to. Yeah. They may have more questions now than before. I mean, true. I mean, we're not a real great source of answers. I mean, we're a great source of answers. We might not be a great source of correct answers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but again, I stated it when we first started this thing. We're just doing this for us. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, what else have you been working on because you're doing the back for so long? Or are you still there? No. I mean, I'm, I definitely am still there because I... I a defending and attacking for sure. Definitely. I, that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I've also, um, I've also been really working on attacks from half guard. Whereas before I was really just working on sweeps and, uh, getting into butterfly and, uh, um, leg entries and deep half entries and, um, uh, um, those types of things right now. I'm really trying to work on submissions in particular from uh, bottom half from bottom half guard in particular um, the the same the same side arm Kimura opposite side arm Kimura both setting those up um, and uh, um, any number of Bravo chokes lapel chokes uh, <clears throat> from there mm-hmm. um, trying trying to really Really, the the conundrum with the lapel chokes is really hiding it so that you get that that so that they can't defend. Because in half guard, they have they have the capability of backing up as far as they can. So you have to control that posture, which the Bravo grip that that lapel grip is a really con- mm-hmm. posture controlling grip. So um, um, for me. That along with still working the the leg entries, um, different leg entries, um, from there. That's that's really what my focus has been lately. I, you know, I I don't know. I, and yeah, I mean, I guess I have been I have been focusing on that. How about you? What have you been focusing? Well, on? That was one of my question because I haven't been. Like I've gone to a lot of classes with no focus anywhere specific. Like. For a while, I had very specific things that I wanted to drill before class and try to incorporate. And I just there's not really anything that sticks out to me in the last couple of weeks. Um, last couple of weeks. That's that's not, I don't. I mean, you know, you I, we always say it, you you have to train with a purpose, right? But maybe mm-hmm. your purpose is right now not having a purpose and just moving with going with the flow. Not saying low rolling. Oh, you're you're starting to believe. You're starting <laughs> to believe, aren't you, Phil? Yeah. See? Yeah, I've always been on board with flow rolling. It's your idea. Yeah. Flow rolling was your idea. Yeah. I came up with that. <laughs> so, very important. 
See how it works, folks? You see how it works. Yeah, it's a live example. Exactly um, how it works. No, no, no. I, I still have the same goal in mind of being able to... Get on top, stay on top? Yeah, get on top and just not not fall back. I mean, and the other night I had a situation where somebody... It was like kind of a pushing back and forth situation. And I had him stood up and I think grabbed like a guillotine or something, but not like a great grip. And I went and I like went to sit back with it. And then I stopped and then I started going forward again. But it's like just trying to break the, the instincts of mine to fall backwards at some points. It's been a whole lot better, mm-hmm. you know, of, of always fighting for the top or getting up if I see an opportunity to get up, but there's still those times where mostly scrambles and probably when I'm more tired. Um, I do. I get that. I do yeah. that same thing. And I, I relinquish the position. Back. Yeah. Yeah. When both people are tired. Sure. So I can't be the one to quit kind of thing. So sure. that, that stood out to me, but yeah, yeah. More of, I guess because it's more mental than a specific technique. And it's just the idea of, not falling back while at the same time now trying to explore around a lot more and play with open guards. So I have to be on my back. So that's a good way to confuse everything. Well, not only that, but I, I see what you're doing too. And that you might not even, I think you do know that you're doing this on purpose, but you're really focusing on balance, mm-hmm. you know, imp- improvement. And by the way, you can't improve your balance. You can't, you know, you can by knowing which way that they're going to try to off balance, right? You, cause you know, I'm either going to push or pull on that leg each and every time that I do daily Heva or whatever, and to actively try to, to, um, uh, stave off that position and also keep your balance so that you can initiate your passing sequence. Right. Yeah. And what I think is funny is most of the times when I actually get past the guard, it never really feels like I'm actually doing a technique. Like, it doesn't feel like any specific one. It's always at least some combination of them, but sure. it's multiple ones back and forth. And n- never am I doing it like nailed all the details. It's always like. Very rarely, right? Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of it just playing with those ideas and making sure I don't get knocked down, trying harder not to let people recover um, once I do get past because that pisses you off. But. You know, it is what it is, but at least I don't end up worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, and, and working on that stuff. But yeah, I guess there's no real way to drill. Do you think that balance. that lack of, uh, uh, I won't say motivation because you're still training hard and motivated and, and everything else, but that lack of um, focus is due to it being so long since you've competed? Most likely. Yeah. Because I, I think that's my my motivator i guess for doing things i should do like Mm -hmm. eat better and things like that you know oh so you've been we'll we'll get off track a little bit without cookies and ice cream is that what's been going on yeah are you watching me (laughs) may or may Uh, not have a closed circuit tv (laughs) camera in your house (laughs) um but yeah i think that definitely gives me the more like that when i got caught in the loop choke i looked at that constantly and now i see people's heads down a lot more and so it's there so much, man. And I like, well, we did that collar dragging stuff with Brent and I like that a lot, but I'm still not comfortable with it yet, but it's yep. just something to, I'm trying to just play with like, and I guess maybe because it's so much of its timing, I guess. And it's really hard to drill timing. I think. Yeah, for sure. It is. Like, because it takes two people for sure and the reactions and i i don't think the reactions are the same no matter how hard i try Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's what the difference is because i have things i want to work on like and as soon as we go to roll i'm in that position Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so i'm just live drilling yeah Okay. You, you are. I mean, you, and you it just, it took me that entire time do to have get to a that purpose. Point. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm trying to illustrate for you. And also, you know what, man, whenever you say that too, is I've been working on my timing on everything I'm doing way. Like I'm I, never before have I paid as much attention to response, you know, and to actually doing 
doing the move at the right. It's it's almost like I've always done it intuitively, but or just did it, or just did it. Right. Yeah. Like so, the collar drag situation the other yeah. night. That's. I mean, it's a little. It is timing, but For at sure. the same time, it's based off your reaction. So I have the collar grip, and I'm pushing into you, and you're resisting. So I can't just knock you over, but you're not pushing back enough that I feel like I'm going to easily be able to drag you off base. Yeah. Because if I have to yank like as hard as I can. That's not the move. Right. So I'm like looking for that timing and you were trying to help with it. And then we like act, talked about it afterwards. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, I'm not great at it. So I might be wrong. But the way it felt to me was you weren't coming in enough that I wanted to try to take you the way you wanted to go. I think 100%. Yeah, I think I think you're 100% on the money. And like that was my attempt at being a good partner, but kind of failing. Mm-hmm. like probably because you knew what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're ready to defend the next thing I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And that, I think we talked about that cause I would ask people and I think I asked Joey one time and he, I was like, why didn't you do this thing? He's like, I don't know, but I knew you wanted me to do it. Right. You know? And I think that's it's a that, lot of it. That, that type of thing where I'm on your collar and I'm probably grabbing harder than I should be. And it's not just like a, grip it's a grip yes you know so yeah, you're yeah. really paying attention to it one way or the other but yeah that's based on the timing and feedback and stuff and it's hard to now push back into me like that i feel like it makes sense and you have to drill it that way at first to learn it mm-hmm. but for me to apply mm-hmm. something that's going to work with a resisting person i need to figure out the, the actual real timing mm-hmm. of when people are pushing back or not and man it's hard right i it it's hard. Like you kind of get an idea, and most of the time, if you if you do the move pretty correctly and you do the setup, that you kind of know that that's going to inherently be that way, and it's going you're going to get the response that you want or not. Um, but but really, really focusing on that kind of that timing aspect of it, that's something that's new for me. Mm-hmm. Is is that 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 real focus of okay? If I get stuck, that's cool. I'm okay. Uh, you know, like that clock choke defense I did the other night. Like I, I, I specifically waited for that mm-hmm. till I thought it was going to get me back to guard. Not just not I like I didn't care if you caught me in it, mm-hmm. and if I was a little late, you would have caught me in it, right? But but um, I didn't want to just do the defense and then end up in side control. I wanted to actually get my guard back. Mm -hmm. So that timing is crucial to that, you know? Yeah. And then I think what you did there that was really good is even though you were setting it up is you were fighting my grip really hard. Yeah. So I never like you're, what you're kind of saying is that we were in that position for like 30, 45 seconds of turtle because you weren't giving me that grip. Right. And I wasn't going to go until I felt like I had it. But I also wasn't going to open up anything because I wanted you to do the clock joke. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's a better example or better application of doing what we're talking about. Like you're fighting my grip so hard that I don't think you're setting something up. You right. were legitimately not letting me grab your collar. Right. Right. Or yeah. like if I grabbed it, it was a shitty grip and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to put everything into it because mm-hmm. I'm just going to lose the whole position. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a long fight to get my hand in where I felt like I was comfortable. And then when I went to move, it seemed like you just timed it right. I, yeah. think, I think I even said that that was perfect timing. I didn't, I don't know if that escape you were doing. I didn't expect you to do it. Sure. Good. Cause I, yeah, no, I, I didn't think, I mean, I knew you were fighting the grip, uh-huh. but I didn't know if you knew you were going to see a clock choker. One of my oh, other, many things, array. From, <laughs> many things, <from> turtle position, <laughs> many other attacks. So, yeah, no, that, I thought that was, I thought that was really good timing. And that was, I think, a better application of you working with me to set something up or yeah. like when I go to force that like quarter, quarter mount or whatever, three quarter mount or whatever, when mm-hmm. I, I'm so far over that you have to roll that other way. And then I was able to kind of grab your leg and give you a hard time about it. But mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just, I think, cause we spend so much time that I know in certain positions, I know what you're probably going to try to do. Yeah, of course, because that's a super fun. That ninja roll is super fun. Right. And like you'll dig at my face for a little bit. You never go for yeah. it first. Right. But right. It, You're right. But if I don't let you turn me or you don't make any progress with that, you see it like second probably. Yeah. And then I, I, think I, so. I know you're going for it and I won't move. So you do go for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I know. I know. That is fun. It's mm-hmm. fun. It was it was fun whenever you stopped because I was like, damn. It's like I and like literally I didn't realize that you had my leg. That was what was stopping it, which was weird. Yeah, no, that was just a weird I've never done that before. Like we were talking move. about. But um and that's also I'm trying to force it because that's one I'm trying to work on and I'll I'll get in that position and I won't see it right away. Mm-hmm. And then I, I see I make it, it right too- away. I just don't do it right away. Cause I've got to sit there in my head and think about, all right, what shoulder am I rolling over? You know, that, that sort of thing. And like, I'm going to do I something I can't think else. about what shoulder I have to just think about what direction I'm going. Yeah. I think I, probably I face plant when I consider shoulders. <laughs> That's why John said the other night with that move. And he goes, you're going to look and roll over your right shoulder. I was like, nah, I can't do it. I can't think, <laughs> I can't think about, no sense. can't think about which way to go. <laughs> But that's something I want to get better at um, yeah. because people overcommit that way. And I think it's a fun way to exploit the overcommitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Philly, it's almost an hour. Um, tell the folks, if they choose to, how they can support us. Just share the podcast because we're out of the good stuff. We got no we got no merch left. That's all gone, yeah. We need to reorder merch. I got... I got t-shirts or if you want a sweatshirt because it's 90 degrees out now, I got you. Sweatshirts going hot now. Maybe we should put a little discount on those sweatshirts. <laughs> Get ready for winter. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're small or medium. 135 to 170, folks. Yeah, we got rash cards for you. Oh, that's it. <laughs> they're, they're great. I'm telling you. What did I say? Rooster through uh, welter. I think that's what it is. Rooster is it? through welter. Wait. <laughs> uh, if we've got the shirt. We've got the rash card for you. Um, also, um, was role model camp canceled? No, just moved. It's in August. Their ego tournaments also in August. Um, I want to say it's like the eighth or something. The camp is, I think it's that weekend, but I I listened to one of their podcasts the other day where she was talking about teaching next to James and how much pressure it is. Cause they're like doing different rings. I mean, Jack doesn't feel like it's much pressure. He's got no problem. (laughs) Whenever he corrects James, uh, which incorrectly, um, (laughs) uh, Oh, I guess we should tell the listeners. We didn't touch on origin. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we should tell the listeners, uh, origin immersion camp was canceled for this year. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Everything we were going to do this summer is over. So go on uh, the Facebook page and give Phil and I suggestions of what we should do for our jujitsu vacation. Where we should go, where we should train. That's what we're looking for. Because we're going to do it. Brazil. I don't think we can leave there or yeah, enter any countries yeah, right uh, now. Yeah, I don't I don't need to go to Brazil. No, okay. No. I mean, you're going to go to Brazil? You want to go to California, yeah, for God's sake. What are you talking about? Yeah, you oh bring God. me in on Zoom. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, folks. We really do appreciate um, everyone out there. And uh, if you're not doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too.